Network. Welcome to another episode of VT Network. I am your host, Deadman. With me as always, the only man to register his penis as a lethal weapon, DJ. What is up, internet people? My black bazooka is ready for you all. <laughs> you got a license for that thing? <laughs> Don't need it. Uh, and the only person whose felony is a felony for being a felon, Mr. Mustard himself. Hey, what's up, everybody? How's it going? We missed y'all. It's good to see you. What's up with the better in the background there? I I don't know. I think somebody I think somebody pissed them off by like walking on our front lawn or something. I'm not sure, but they're <laughs> that, pissed off. That poor dog is so old. Like she doesn't even bark anymore. She just kind of like yells at people. Yeah, she just kind of she kind of shrieks at you. It's a little it's a little terrifying at first. Don't worry about it. She's fine. That dog doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> she doesn't, dude. Like it's no, it's funny. She's like, like an she, old person with Alzheimer's. Like she just walks around, big dick swinging. She yells, she yells, she yells at everybody, dude. Like it doesn't matter if you've known her for twenty years. Like she, like uh, the other day, I was on the phone with Mustard, and uh, he tried to pick her up, and she was like, "Ah, ah, oh, it's you." <laughs> yeah, yeah. She got fucking mad at me. She was like, "Oh." I'll tell you, a stranger walks by, walks through the yard. Is like, "Fuck you, get out of my yard!" Dead man walks through the yard. Fuck you. Where's my food? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now that the angry dogs have calmed, what have you guys Sorry. been playing this week? Oh man, me, uh, the Outer World. Still on that, Again. huh? Eh. It's what Fallout should, well, Fallout, uh, it's what Fallout seventy six should have been. I mean, people, look, I can't stress this stress enough. I mean, if you want the proper Fallout experience, you go into the outer world. <laughs> because we all know about Bethesda and Fallout first. Or should I say Fallout? Fuck you first. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. What about you, Mustard? Uh, I've been playing Call of Duty and Rainbow Six. You know, the huge. The huge. The huge. Don't really stray too far from that. I mean, every once in a while, obviously, we'll jump on some fucking, like, we'll jump on some Brawlhalla or something. You know what I have been playing, though, that's been really fun is actually Roblox, dude. And, like, a lot of people give Roblox shit, and they think it's, yeah, it's a kid's game, whatever. But it's literally Gary's mod for kids, and it's free, dude. Fuck like, Roblox. Uh, yeah, it's so... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm just saying, like, it's, there's so much to the game, like, it's, like, so many little mini-games, like, so many, like, different types of weapons and shit, like, it's it's a lot of fun, dude, like, it's actually fun. Well, you, you know, the way I see it is that Roblox and Minecraft are exactly the same game. Oh, my God, no, you can't no, even boy. say that, Uh-oh. you can't even say that, I'm okay, whatever. It. Are we He's, reversing it now? I said it, Roblox and Minecraft are the same game. <laughs> You can't. But, you don't even. You don't even build or mine anything in Roblox. You're a fucking. So idiot. it's a bad version of it. Just like Division is a good version of fucking Destiny. Oh, what happened, buddy? Oh, what happened, oh, buddy? Some relish on your mustard. What's up? Okay, well, you know what? I can't even explain to you how stupid that fucking theory is. Like, honestly. it's true. It's no, it's facts. not. It's fucking bitch. Not. Literally apples and oranges, you dumbass. Uh, I got your apples and oranges but, right here. Uh, oh, but speaking of shitting on games, uh, since we played a lot of Call of Duty, especially you and Dead Man, like, I heard a lot of people like crapping on that game a lot. I mean, honestly, it's the players, dude. The players make it not fun. Like, people's playing styles ruin everything it sucks 
Okay, oh, yeah, like when you're playing when you're playing Rainbow Six uh, Siege, you expect everybody to camp, everybody to That's walk. That's the point of the game. Yes. Yeah, you you expect it. On this game, this game is built a lot more towards an action-oriented type of gameplay, but people still drop shot, they still fucking camp, and then they still score streak spam. And it's not because and, and, and it's not because the game is built that way. It's that it's because that's what they that's what their playing style is. They brought it over from mm-hmm. older games. Not even that. Just people people play like people play like pussies, dude. Like honestly, you you're you're sitting there crouched in your fucking spawn, ads the entire game. You paid sixty five dollars to ads and crouch in your spawn the entire game. Yeah, for those of you who don't know what ADS is, it's aiming down your sights. Yeah, aim like left left trigger, dude. Like the whole fucking game. Just left trigger, crouch in your spawn. That's literally the entire game. But I will Good say that uh, me and Mustard have become the beans of people in uh, 2v2. Oh, yeah, dude. Gunfight's the shit. It's so much fun. Oh, damn. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're kind of... We're kind of uh, we're kind of the beans of everybody. We've only lost, like, literally a handful of games. Yeah, because mm. it's it's literally just cage match. 2v2, you get a certain set of weapons. Everybody has the same weapons. Everybody has the same everything. Like, you, you get put in this tiny-ass little map, and you just got to duke it out. Nice. And the only hey, time we... that we lose is, like, when people are, like, sweaty as shit and, like, pull all the shroud bullshit because they've watched too many streamers. <laughs> yeah. So, in other words, when they act like me, I hate it. <laughs> 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 not wrong. Okay. I'm not serious. Wrong. I'm I'm a sweaty bitch in this game, dude. And when people are sweaty back at me, it pisses me off. But yeah, no, the, uh, the little line the, between dish it and take it. But okay, fine. Yeah, no, the the campaign though is amazing, and uh, I still haven't played it. Yeah, he the mustard's one of those people. He he plays nothing but multiplayer. Never touches the campaign. Yeah, because I really don't give a fuck at this point, dude. Honestly, I've played enough Call of Duty in my life to know the gist of it. Russians, bad. Nukes, bad. Shoot people. That's Call of Duty. The return of Price. That's pretty much what they amped up on. Price, good. Russians, still bad. <laughs> there you go. It's honestly it's honestly a cool story. It actually answers a lot of questions that we had from the first game. Uh, literally from Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. It answers more than a couple of questions there. And uh, I think it's really cool. And of course, people are like, "Oh my God, it's so it's so violent, and it's so it's so this and that." And I'm like, "What did you it's expect? They've never been mature, my guy." Yeah, but we we talked about that on, on this show. They've never been afraid to put in the fuck you stage, to put in the fuck oh. you level. They've never Hell been no. afraid of it. And now yeah, all of a true. sudden, people are like, "Oh my God, I can't do this. The people are dying. And fuck you." Like, yeah, dude, Mile High Club at the end of Call of Duty Four, dude. Yeah, no that Russian. That shit was so fucking hard, dude. Dude, no Russian. <laughs> yeah, that, right. that's all you ever have to say. No Russian. The, the nuke level in a uh, COD Four. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, they, like these people have never been afraid to put in a fuck you level to whatever the current status uh, of 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 the world is like that's what they've always done. That's what they'll always do. And all of a sudden, people are fucking offended. And fuck you, be offended. Nobody gives a fuck. Infinity so, Ward certainly doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, no, no. Uh, so let's go ahead and get this started. Then, what do you say, guys? Yeah, man. Let's go. 
So, of course, uh, Blizzard is back in the fucking news. I don't, they haven't left it, have they? No, I think they're trying to get Bethesda to run for their money as who can fuck up the most. I think Bethesda is still just a little bit ahead of them, but these guys are catching the fuck up. All right, so BlizzCon 2019 was something that Blizzard was expected to go all in on. But with only two days before the start of the convention, the World of Warcraft community is calling that into question based on controversy surrounding the prize pool for the WoW Arena World Championship and the WoW Mythic Dungeon International. You know, if there's one group of people you do not want to fuck with, it's the WoW community, honestly. No, no, don't fuck with them. No, 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 no. No. Yeah, like, they take their WoW very fucking seriously. Like, like for, for a comparison, me and Mustard are fucking filthy casuals compared, yeah. to, compared to WoW players. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Straight yeah, up, I'm not even going to fucking, like, dispute that at all. No. Yeah, I mean, you, <laughs> heck, you know, for a while there was just like the uh, YouTube was like full of just wow people like raging in their computers because they got kicked out of a uh, yeah a group or like uh, someone messed up like the slightest mistake on a raid boss and everything was just done. It was yeah, wow players don't not, not wow players they don't mess around. They really don't. Yeah, and and, and I'm sad to say that Leroy Jenkins was completely staged. I am so sad about that. Mm -hmm. It was. Well, yeah, it was, but it actually was based on a real event. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know, it's like, it, it, it actually did happen, but what we saw was just like, you know, just them recreating it. But I, I can't believe it. I can't. I was like so disheartened when I found that out. But anyways, uh, Deej, go ahead and take uh, no. this right here. My favorite bit is a bit. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. For a limited time only, every purchase of the Transmorpher Beacon on Lion's Pride and Whore's Might fire, uh, Fireworks, 25% of the proceeds will contribute towards year, year finals land events prize pool for the Arena World Championship, or AWC, and the Mystic Dungeon International, or MDI. With the guaranteed minimal prize of five hundred and fifty thousand dollars US. Five hundred and fifty wait what? Wasn't that isn't that right? No, five hundred thousand. What? Five hundred thousand. Oh, I guess I messed up that uh that song uh but, dang. But, That's but they small match text. Caps, so it's two hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, I messed up that money symbol because hey, that's that better small text. Thank you. God yeah, damn. that's much better. <clears throat> Your support will help the wild uh, esports prize pool. To the next level. So, so uh, yeah, go ahead. So, we'll take it anyway. Thank you. Esports prize pool, huh? Five hundred grand. Holy fucking shit! Who fucking knew? Hey, mom and dad, I'm gonna make half a million dollars playing video games. Yeah, no, right? Yeah. Take that, boomers. What of it? So uh, the company <laughs> announced. <cool. laughs> the company like, announced that members of playing the... video games. Oh yeah, I just made I made half a mil. Yeah, I'm moving out. Fuck you guys. I'm moving out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, seriously. Even if they only win one of those, it's two hundred and fifty grand. I'm still moving out. You know. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Uh, the community could support the WoW esports by purchasing two new toys. 
which means that they've officially uh, shifted the funding from their own company to that of the supporters. So, what wow. kind of bullshit is that? Oof, that's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see. It did not pay out for them. It did not pay out for them. Mustard, go ahead and read this one real quick. We're happy to announce that because of your direct support, the combined prize pool for the WoW Esports BlizzCon 2019 will be $660,000 for each of our two WoW Esports programs. While World of Warcraft Arena World Championship and the Mythic... Uh, okay, we'll have a prize pool of $330,000 for grabs. Thank you for making this largest prize pool we've ever had for a WoW Esports BlizzCon. Thank you for your continued support for WoW Esports. You know, this is actually kind of funny. I mean, so we're gonna take so all your money you've given us, and just give it away to some fucking nerds who live in their parents. Yeah, you know? okay. Now, we're no, not hold, gonna hold put on, that hold. money towards developing or anything like that. Nah, it's really just prize. What are you money. Talking? This game's perfect. You don't need development. What? What? Development? No, no. Oh, you have a huge that, prize pool. Here's here before before anybody tries to point out that yes, the money they're giving away is essentially from subscriptions and purchases of the game. It is not simply that. These people have investments that they get returns on, and they have a lot of investments that happen when these cons go on. Cons that pay out ahead of time, people that pay advertising for their place and for their time at these cons. It's not just purchases of the game and the subscriptions. So before anybody tries to call bullshit on that. Yeah, well, but it, I mean, you also have to take into consideration that like all of this is actually tax write-offs. Yeah. Like, this is a huge tax write-off for these people to donate, and it's a huge tax write-off for these people to support this con or, like, prize pool, because it's a tax fucking slam dunk, my guy. Yeah, no. So, the success of the toys and the community's rallying around the cause led to suspicions, and eventually allegations against Blizzard for not contributing any of its own money to the prize pool, and instead relying solely on the proceeds from the toys releasing last spring. Uh, a popular streamer named Zach, or more commonly known as Asmon Gold, came to the defense of Blizzard in a tweet quoting the original announcement made by Blizzard ahead of BlizzCon. Attention people who are mad about Blizzard supposedly not contributing any money to the prize pools. This is a complete unfounded conclusion. There is no place that states that Blizz won't contribute if the pool is too big. Let's wait for more info, Asmon Gold uh, urged. However, Kevin Snuts Nguyen... A professional player for Cloud9, which is Shroud's old uh, company, responded to Asmon Gold's tweets stating his account of what had taken place at BlizzCon. So, Mustard, because you're a Cloud9 guy, go ahead and read the tweets. Cloud9 guy? No, I'm a Shroud guy, my guy. And by, by proxy. It's simple. All competitors got into a player's meeting, including myself. We asked, and they told us there you can ask any... AWC or MDI competitor, including myself, to confirm this heck, I'm sure D Machine will too. There's absolutely zero reason for me to bring this up if it wasn't true. Blizzard doesn't mention the blog post to save face. Okay, I feel like we're like kind of like getting away from the kind of getting away from the overall thing here. It's like basically what happened, folks, is that Blizzard took all this money from investments and and uh, and fucking donations and support, direct support from customers, turned around and gave it to a bunch of fucking esports teams. And people aren't happy about it. That's that's what, we, what we're saying right now. Really. Yeah. So, mm. uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's just that, you fuck know. Fuck Blizzard. Fuck Blizzard. That's how I'm such fuck Blizzard, okay? I mean, it's, it's I mean, like, the, the thing. Fuck the, spaghetti. The, the, real, the real problem with all of this is that Blizzard has yet to come out and make an official statement about mm -hmm. where the money is coming from. And that would shut everybody down. But yes, the, the lack of, 
you know, denial or the lack of confirmation is honestly what's killing them at this point. Like, if they were to just come out and say, uh, yeah, only a part of the proceeds, or, you know, they, yeah, they, they said uh, 25% of the proceeds will contribute towards uh, the year's final, but that's that's what they say on paper. Straight but, up, if they just came out and said it, like, yeah, folks, we fucked you. Like, people will probably be like, all right, you know, like, at least... Like, we've, we've, we've forgiven companies before when they admitted that they fucked us. Yes, we have. We uh, many yeah. times like we've we've forgiven we've forgiven a uh, 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 destiny we've forgiven uh, Mass Effect like why 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 do they think that they're the, the exception that doesn't have to answer to their consumer base fuck these people people are people are still forgiving fucking um uh, uh Bethesda even actually to a certain <laughs> point yeah like they're starting to like come around to it like all right maybe it's not that bad you know. All right, so let's see here. Hypebeast says that Sony's PlayStation 4 is the second best-selling console of all time, right behind the original. Yeah, it's right behind the original PlayStation 2. So, Mustard, why don't you go ahead and give them the fact check before we read this? Okay, so the fact check on this is that the PlayStation 4 is actually the third best-selling console of all time, right behind the... Um, Hold on, give me one second. Actually, we pull up the numbers, the exact numbers. Hold on. Console sales statistics. Stats. Let's see this. One second. I have it right here. PlayStation 2. Yep. PlayStation 2 is number one. The Nintendo DS is number two. Yep. The Game Boy and the Game Boy Color is number three. And PlayStation 4 is number four. So these people are wrong. Yeah. Indeed. So, Unless uh, they're going by just by console and not handheld. Okay, well, if we're going by console, it's still number two, yeah? I mean, because yeah, I mean, the thing is, that handheld and consoles, it's a very strange line. Like, yeah, it's so weird, you know? It, it's, it really depends on your personal definition of it. Yeah. yeah. Like, for me, some consoles are handheld, uh, or some are just playing out and not consoles at all. Dude, the DS is straight up a console, bro. Like the DS is literally just a fucking handheld console. Yeah, I, I, yeah, the 3DS and everything. I, I I would like to not call it a console, but considering what it does and uh, you know how, how many, many games, games are it available, plays, yeah, yeah, dude, like seriously, I can't I can't in good nature call it a, a, a just a handheld. So yeah. Uh, so let's take a look at this. Well, let's take a look at what Hypebeast says. Sony's PlayStation Four has officially become. Uh, the second best-selling home console of all time, falling behind Sony's PlayStation 2, which holds the number one spot. Sony recently reported it sold 100 million units in its last season, and has just revealed selling 2.8 million PlayStation 4 and Play PS4 Pro units this quarter, uh, pushing it to the 102.8 million mark. My question is, you know, with all this money they're making, what is what the hell Sony's doing with it? I, I keep telling you, dude, they keep fucking with the marketing and they keep fucking with the, the games that they purchase and never make. They, they How many how many uh, IPs did they buy up in the last three years? They, they didn't do anything with them. Besides Silent Hills. Uh, you had Psychonauts that they bought up. They had... Um, uh, the only thing that we're doing, the, the, the games we should be focusing on is like, what are they doing, period, not what they're not doing. And truth be told, the only thing I could think of right now that they're coming out with is The Last of Us 2. 
but that they're just relying on their <clears throat> flagships. They have nothing else going on. They have nothing else. I mean, like at least with Xbox, we can point and look at Cuphead. We we can look at Minecraft. We can well, look at all these other like smaller games, not just flagship games that they really don't have. Except for Halo, I'd say Halo is pretty much their flagship. Microsoft, yeah, nah, yeah, but you know, I mean, basically, what, what PlayStation doing right now is they're doing now, at least at this point, is what Xbox did last gen at the end of last gen. And I guess the only thing, the only thing I could think of, honestly, is that just they're like they're like cutting everything off. It's like okay, because next generation starts next year. The you, consoles you mean, come uh, out. The 360? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. What? 360? Yeah, you mean the Xbox 360? Where they were well, yeah, literally I mean, like, just dependent upon Halo? Well, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, rather... That's not maybe, true. Well, well, well look, the, the, the point is, that I think what they're doing is, they're just like, okay, we're going to push everything aside, and we're going to focus on next-gen, because X, Microsoft and Sony's next-gen consoles come out next year. Mm-hmm. So it's like one of those, this is the end... It's time to start focusing on the future because, you know, Microsoft, because, you know, they didn't win this year. Now everyone can tell they're hungry to get back on top. And I think Sony knows this now, you know, uh, is realizing this. So they have to, uh, you know, start preparing themselves up for it. So they're kind of like, so I, this is what I believe. They're kind of like, you know, showing the PlayStation 4 side a little bit. That's why we're going to get like one game out this year from them direct. Mm hmm. Right. And uh, so no, 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 DJ. I just have to, I just have to disagree with you on, the, on everything you just said, my guy. Well, I'm, like I say, it's just the opinion. I'm, I'm just guessing, you know. Yeah, like, like, okay, okay, but why? Okay, my yeah, I was about to say Microsoft is the top dog. When we look at E3, dude, they are the top fucking dog right now. What, yes. uh, dude, 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 dude. No, no. Look, yeah, they won E3. We all agree with that. But I'm talking generation. And, okay, yeah, hold on. And watch. it's still let's a business. It's still a business. I was actually talking to Deadman about this earlier. So I was saying that the only reason the PlayStation is so popular is because they got the edge on Microsoft when they had PlayStation Plus for free. When everybody heard that you had to pay for Xbox Live, oh, guess I'm getting the PS3. You know what I mean? That's the only reason they sold out Microsoft. When you look at when you look at Microsoft as a developer and you look at Sony as a developer, Microsoft is way ahead of them in terms of quality of games, production value, fucking getting third-party studios on their team. They are way ahead of of Sony. Yeah, sales not so much because like I said, people for some fucking reason think that PlayStation Plus is still better than Xbox Live even though you have to pay for it and you have to pay for undedicated servers at the same fucking time. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Like Sony is literally like cheaping those people out of their money still to this day and i feel like microsoft is not, is is the top dog they don't have to compete with anybody except themselves because sony is their own fucking circus they're doing they're they're like a they're like a fucking five-year-old running around with a fistful of money doing whatever the fuck they want you know what i mean and that fistful of money is dwindling quickly so i mean uh, what, 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 what do you got to say Deej? Do you, I mean, uh yeah yeah first of all PlayStation Plus happened last gen with the PlayStation 3 and 360. And even then, no, 360 was still whooping PS3's butt. Even though PlayStation 3 had uh, free online. The reason why Sony won this gen is because, it wasn't because what Sony did, it's what Microsoft fucked up on. Yeah. 
Yo, that's the reason. See, that's like that's ultimately like, that, that's like the sweetest irony out of all this. Sony, yeah, but like that's, that's a consumer mindset. That's a oh, consumer hold on, mindset. Hold on, let, well, yeah. let him finish. Let him finish. Have to look at it because in the end, it's the consumers that decide who wins because they have to buy the console. And in the end, dude, I mean, as far as technology goes, yeah, you're right. But the fact of the matter is, you have to understand it's a business. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about sales. I'm not talking about tricking consumers. I'm talking about literal quality of what I'm buying and what I'm getting. That's well, yeah, yeah, about. yeah, quality. But remember, without money, they can't make this quality. I mean, My, it, dude, Microsoft it, 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 does not have to worry about money. Sony has to worry about money. Microsoft doesn't have to yeah, worry yeah, about money. Yeah, yeah, Sony is. Sony are being idiots. But the but the fact of the matter is, is that the fact that they're still selling. Even though Microsoft's still doing all these things, look, I'm just saying like, we can't uh, call Sony great just because they duped a bunch. No, of No, they're not great. I, I mean, remember, just because someone's winning doesn't mean they're better. True. I mean, I mean, yeah. look at uh, look at Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. You know, you see those old, old cartoon commercials. Daffy Duck, what do you do? He works hard. He does wherever he can to get these crowds to laugh. But here comes Bugs Bunny, just does da 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 da, da and they freaking cheer for him. It's the you know it's the same the same deal. Right now, Microsoft is Daffy Duck. You see the talent. You see them working super hard. But here comes Sony being Bugs Bunny. He's just doing like a little a little bit of things, and all of a sudden people are cheering for them, which is wrong. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it is sad too. I mean, yeah. and uh, and truth be told, I think this is why Microsoft might win. It was probably probably will win next generation because they understand their mistakes. Mm-hmm. It was a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. But they understand it now, and yeah, I think Sony was a huge mistake when it first came out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think Sony understands like, oh shit, okay, we can no longer ride the train of that one mistake because that's basically what they were doing this generation. Sony was riding that one yeah. train, and you know, next gen, new rules, new everything. Now Nintendo could be a problem because Nintendo always does their own thing. Well, yeah, Nintendo's markets to fucking eight year olds that beg their parents for stuff. So yeah, I was I was literally about to say like you're. You're both all leaving out the biggest one, and that's Nintendo. And Nintendo has hands down, very, 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 very quietly outsold PlayStation and Xbox for two generations now. For fucking years. Since I was born, they've outsold them, yeah, bro. two generations. Two generations. They've outsold them, and nobody gives them credit. But like, I have to give Nintendo something that I cannot give either Sony or Microsoft, and that's that Nintendo focuses on the games themselves. Their online service is trash because nobody wants to go to Nintendo to play online, save for maybe two or three games, which is Mario Kart, fucking uh, Super Smash Bros., and whatever version of some ported game is going to be, whatever's popular at the time. And whoever's doing that, put your fucking phone on silent. We're recording a podcast, you asshole. Uh, and I, I just, I just find it funny that all these, all these fucking companies are like, oh, Sony, oh, fucking Microsoft, and it's got you two in it tells them too. But nobody's looking at Nintendo because Nintendo, Nintendo's the quiet kid at the back of the class that gets perfect A's every fucking time. Meanwhile, Sony and PlayStation are fighting for the C's and D's, or Sony well, and Microsoft are fighting for the C's and D's. Like it's 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 weird to me that nobody pays attention to Nintendo. Well, Muster literally said it. You know, what does Nintendo uh, sell to? Children. 
You know, exactly. That's why I say they do their own thing. I mean, adults buy Nintendo a lot, but they don't pay attention because, let me, let, let's forget face it. When you see most of the time when you think of video games, you call it the next Call of Duty, you see the next Battlefield, you know, that's in your face like a lot. And as you said, Nintendo's like the quiet kid getting the A's, and that's pretty much what Nintendo's deal is. You see Nintendo uh, marketed stuff, but Sony and Microsoft, they're the ones like always in your face about like a lot of things. It's like, hey, check out this new game. Exclusives, exclusives, exclusives. But like Nintendo, it's like, it's all exclusive, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Like, I'm all good. I don't have to do all this because I'm all smooth. That was, that was great. I like that. We're we're, we're moving on on that note because that was beautiful. (laughs) It's all exclusive, baby. <laughs> it was great. No, I really like. Gotta... I really like that because you know, like, like Sony's, true, Sony's over here, like God of War, God of War, we got God of War, guys, and the Last of Us, and fucking, you know, Microsoft is Xbox over here. Is like, yeah, Forza, Halo. we got Forza, we got Halo, bro. We got fucking yeah, and then like, Nintendo. Nintendo's just like yeah, well, we have everything. So. Yeah, N- Nintendo's way in the background, just doing this. Hold on, watch, watch. Hey, hey guys. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> got, we got fucking Mario. I got him! I got him! <laughs> Shit! <laughs> uh, revenge! Hey guys, we got we got fucking Mario. <laughs> oh, da- dude, don't choke! Man. <laughs> I totally got him. Yo, okay, there was. <laughs> I gotta tell you guys real quick, bro. It was pretty funny. I was at a I was at an interview at GameStop, and I was like. 17 or 18 and they were like what xbox game does mario come out in and i remember all-star hoops dude uh-huh. 2002 bro mario was in a fucking xbox game he was. and i told them that i was like all-star hoops 2002 and they were like no mario was a nintendo exclusive and i and i did not get the job because of that <laughs> i'm fucking casual and i was like you're really gonna not give me the job because i know more than you wow what did I tell you? What did I tell you about Mike? What did I tell you about Best Buy and all them? Dude, I'm just saying, like, like he did come out in a fucking Xbox game. He did, he yeah, did. he did. Did one, mm-hmm. he did. <sighs> Whatever. All right, I'm, so, I'm over that. <laughs> oh, uh, moving on. Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah, move, yeah, move. <clears throat> Ubisoft is delaying every game it has announced, and we called it right here on this fucking show. We called it. We did. We you wanna, did. You want to know why though? You want to know why? Is because they're actually they they're actually no. They have a lot more on their plate than we think, man. They're actually introducing cross-platform on all their games now. Like they're trying to make their social, like they're working really hard on their social thing. Like like you know, like Infinity uh, Infinity Ward has this new system with EA. They're working on their own. That's why they're probably delaying it all. But I don't know. Let's read the let's read the fucking article. I don't did did we cover that uh that the EA is going back to Steam? Uh no, I don't believe I believe I only have but yeah, EA's slowly going back to Steam. We'll, we'll cover that. We'll cover that in a minute then. I'll, I'll really? they're dropping they're dropping Origin? They're dro- no Origin is merging no. with Steam. 
Well, 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 wow, I just went quiet for a second. Yeah, we'll we'll get that. We'll get that next. Anyways, uh, Watch Dogs Legion, Gods and Monsters, Rainbow Six Quarantine will all come out uh, late 2020, while Skulls and Skulls and Bones won't come out until 2021. So, Deeds, go ahead I'm and so read this. I'm so excited for quarantine. I'm so excited. Ubisoft is delaying several major games on its upcoming slate. Watch Dogs Legion has been set for March 6th, and Gods and Monsters had, had a release date for February 25th, while Rainbow Six Quarantine had also been uh, earmarked for the first quarter of 2020. Those games will now arrive in the second half of next year. Mm-hmm. Too bad. I was actually looking forward to checking out a uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine. Yeah, so were we. But that, that's mm-hmm. that is a mistake. Uh, Mustard, go ahead. The publisher made the call to push back to push that. Wait, what? Oh, they fucked up there. Yeah. To push them back in the wake of disappointing sales, performances of Ghost Recon Breakpoint, the Division 2. CEO Ives Guillemot suggested in a conference call Ubisoft didn't wait long enough between sequels for those games to have more of an impact. I disagree. We feel it's too. To, we feel it's due to the fact that people have been able to play those games for a long time and experiencing that gameplay for a long time. We need to wait longer for something that is more differentiated. No, those games sucked. <laughs> Ghost Recon Breakpoint sucked. The Division Two sucked. They both fucking suck. You know why? You know why they sucked? Because you can't put out a fucking game like Far Cry, New Dawn, and have. Ghost Recon Breakpoint when it's literally the same fucking open world objective based system. Like it's literally the same game. Just Breakpoint is more militarized. I will I will like, say that the Breakpoint was a huge disappointment. I did I did actually get to play the beta. The game sucked, dude. It's it's, it, it's it's just Wildlands all over again. And it's and it's yeah. and it's even a worse version of Wildlands. And that's kind of what the issue is. The Division 2, while I do love the Division, this one did lack in story what the first one had in spades. Oh, 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 do you, you hear that Deej? Hey, no, I I'm, I'm always oh, objective. Oh, oh, just oh, because I love geez, a game. Oh, hold on, hold on. Just because I love the game does not mean I'm not going to call it out. Like it's, that's the way we've always been. We've always been like that. We may love a fucking game, but we will definitely hands down say when it sucks at something. The Division 2 sucked at storyline, and it sucked at hiding parts of, of the storyline behind finishing raids and shit like that. So the Division 2 did fuck up. It, it did. It doesn't mean it's a, it doesn't mean it's a great game. Doesn't mean it's a bad game. It means it's a game that you have to commit a lot of time to, and a lot of people don't have that time. I barely have the time. So, like, yeah, no, the Division Two. I, I love the Division. I love the story, but the Division Two lacked in a more than a couple of places. It's still better than uh, Destiny, though. You mean you mean Destiny Two? Nope. Alright, so let's see. As such, Ubisoft's giving the development teams on Gods and Monsters, Rainbow Six Quarantine, and Watch Dogs Legion more time to work on those games to ensure uh, that their respective innovations are perfectly implemented so as to deliver optimal experiences for players. Now here's a problem with Watch Dogs Legion. The last Watch Dogs sucked dick. Watch Dogs 2? It sucked? What do you mean? It sucked so bad. It had nothing. It had almost nothing to do with the first game. Everything that was set up in the first game mattered fuck all in the second one. 
and where and even the first one sucked on what it promised it was going to deliver to what it delivered. It was a serious bait and switch thing, and that's why it got such horrible fucking reviews. You mean your bait and switch tactics? Ah, well, they did. They did it, not me. Uh, let's see. It previously delayed Skull and Bones. It's multiplayer Skull and Bones. I read Skulls and Bones. Uh, this article's fucked up. It's a multiplayer pirate game from uh, this fall until 2021 fiscal year. Um, you know, I, I never realized how how like little like you know English composition and comprehension it takes to become a fucking article writer until I joined this fucking podcast. Yeah, right. Like legit, dude. I'm like, dude, I can write so much better than these fucking people. Like, it's crazy. It's ridiculous, bro. So let's see. Uh, yeah, new Far Cry's, a uh, new Far Cry's coming, a new Assassin's Creed is coming, and honestly, they fucked us with the last couple of games, and I no longer care. Far I Cry, was, another fun, another Far Cry Yeah, game. we, and I was, I, and I love Far Cry, but this time, I, I, I'm done giving a fuck after Far Cry 5. I just really do think that New Dawn should have been DLC. And the more I play it, the more I'm inclined to agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, it should have been part of the season pass. Seriously, because like, there's no replayability at all. Like, no. it's literally just a straightforward fucking game. Yeah, I mean, I know we sell, I know they sell it at a discount, but no, if you're gonna sell it, honestly, if you're gonna sell it separately, it should be like twenty bucks. Yeah, that game should have been like thirty dollars, forty bucks, not not a full sixty-five. Yeah, yeah, no, like I was excited for it, and uh, I, I actually defended it, but now that I've played it for, you know, longer longer terms and longer you know uh experiencing more of the game so little is there mm-hmm. so yeah so uh yeah since uh, this came up right now so long origin ea comes back to steam with new games and i honestly kind of think this is what this is the major thing that affected ubisoft's uh decision to delay because EA has EA and Origin have been giving uh, Steam and Valve the finger for so long, and now that they have no choice but to merge back, I think Ubisoft was like, "Oh fuck!" Put a fucking gun to their head. Conform. Well, my right well, okay. now. Ubisoft trying to do their own version of Origin. Yeah, it sucks. And it sucked terrible. Oh, dude, it was so bad. Yeah, I mean, and also you I think play, Epic, you play is so bad. Yeah, yeah, I I think uh, Epic also is a uh, you know line of fire under these people because people are pit. I mean, you know, the PC community is pissed off when like you know having to download all these different uh, stores. Yeah. You know, yeah, to, you know to play certain games and and we're the ones who say fuck them, download it. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and I think they also looked at uh, Microsoft when they released Gear Fives on Steam. Yep. And I th- and I think it sold rather uh, rather well. And it I did. think people realize like you know it what? Did. Yeah, I think people realize you know what? Let's just go back to Steam. You know, that's more money instead of people forcing uh, forcing people to uh you know, go to our thing because, you know, people are already pissed off because of, you know, the whole epic thing, you know, the PC community, the epic that's store. Just, I mean, like yeah. the 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 the, wor- the worst part about all this is that Steam works nearly no, okay, almost flawlessly. Almost. I'll give them the almost. I'm not going to say nearly, because it's uh, it works more often than it doesn't. Meanwhile, Origin crashes a lot. The EA uh, the EA Epic Store uh, fucking crashes all the time. It, it doesn't even run on Mac anymore. So, 
like Steam Steam just is is a is a better all around platform to go to. And it's not even about exclusivity or, you know, having to download multiple games or, or multiple stores. It's just that they run better uh as a as a as a provider platform than everybody well, Steam, else. Does. Steam was like the fucking OG one. They were they were like the first PC store where you can actually buy games. No, no, not even close. There was one of, but they they rose through the ranks because of how stable their shit was. Yeah, yeah, like they were like Apple when it came to it. Like, yeah, there was other ones, but like it was not nearly as polished. Yeah, that's what it was. You know, they were one of. Like me and Jesse remember. Uh, God, what, what was that blue symbol? Remember that one, uh, DJ. Blue symbol, uh, blue shift, or yeah, 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 yeah. Remember that one? It was there was there was like four or five of them. It was Steam, Blue Shift. Uh, oh dang! Uh, <laughs> the one that had Doom. Remember, they couldn't stop shouting about having Doom. Uh, I know those freeware. <laughs> no, no, but, no, uh, no freeware. Yeah, yeah, not like uh, yeah. Look, that was also, years there was ago. also CoolMathGames.com. Oh, Engine. Engine was one of them. Engine. Oh my Engine. god. Unreal had its own store too, didn't it? No. Uh, I think they tried I'm it. Pretty sure they did. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, they had their own software site. They didn't have like a streaming platform thing. Uh. God, I'm trying to remember like all of these fucking because even uh, even the game rental place, the one uh, uh, GameFly, even they had one for a little while, and they they had to give it up because it was just trash. Oh, yes. Yeah, I remember that one. Remember that? Yeah, it was around for like maybe six months. But let's see. For the first time since 2012, Electronics Arts has once again begun publishing new games on Valve's Steam platform, the publisher announced today. And this was five days ago. Uh, so. Uh, Mustard? Go ahead and take that one. <clears throat> EA's return to Steam marks a sea change for the company's PC game plans, which for years have focused on Origin as its primary and, in most cases, exclusive sales channel. The, com- the company's Steam-, Steam release showed a trickle in 2012. By 2013, the only new EA content on Valve's service was DLC for various Sims games. Okay. So then pretty much they just ran with the Sims for a while. Yeah. Uh, Deej, you want to take the next one? <laughs> they still run, run with the Sims. Go to the PC section on any store. Holy crap, like a whole section de- dedicated to the Sims. People still play the Sims, dude. It's a pretty yeah. fun fucking game, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's a really fun game. Although Sims 3 is my favorite. Uh, back in 2011, when EA announced the Battlefield th- that Battlefield 3 would not be available on Steam, EA cited Valve's restrictive terms of service that made it more difficult to distribute patches and DLC through the game client itself. Mm-hmm. While there was some merit to that argument, the fact that EA didn't, ha- didn't have to pay Valve a 30% revenue cut for sales through, or- through Origin may have also played into the continuing decision to avoid Valve's popular storefront. <laughs> you freaking think? Yeah, but we, we already know that it was not 30%, it was 12 this has already been corrected throughout the years, so that is an incorrect statement. Uh, yes, there was some merit to the idea that Steam did not want to host updates because they said it was going to clog the servers, and they were right. 
because mm-hmm. of how how limited the servers they had, especially back then, and now, how many games there were. Yeah, yeah. Nowadays, it doesn't matter because uh, they they've cleaned up the store a lot. They got rid of most of the porn games. The porn games are kind of creeping back in, and I always found that funny. Porn games? What do you what? Oh, dude. You don't know? <laughs> what are you talking? Are you talking about like Mass Effect and shit? You can have sex no, with no. no. Okay, you know like those adult like anime games? Not just anime games. Well, I mean, oh, yeah, but it's just an example. When people think... No. Oh, games. yes, yeah, okay. Like, the there you go. Pornhub, like, you wouldn't last five minutes playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, I really think the difference. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I bet I would. I can go at least I'm six. So fucking jaded. You have no idea, dude. <laughs> it's no, be completely bonkers to get me off. Get the mask out involved. I doubt she's a cheerleader the way the way she weighs, but whatever. But whatever. I'm with it. <laughs> I'm with it. <laughs> so, so long story sto- short, EA is probably going to go back to Steam. At least for EA is going to Steam. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to merge completely. So Microsoft has a plan to get you locked into the next gen Xbox right now. The, su- the subscription wars are in full swing, but today Microsoft offered a compelling reason to give it more of your money. Uh, the company introduced its Xbox All Access program for players in the US, UK, and Australia, which also includes the option to upgrade to its new console, the Project Scarlet, once it hits shelves in 2020, which we already know it's not going to do. They've already announced that it's going to be 2021. Mm-hmm. These motherfuckers need to get updates. Uh, uh, like I said, like I've never realized how shitty articles were until they started doing this podcast. Yeah. Uh, with, what you get with the All Access program is an Xbox One, Xbox Wireless Controller, 24-month membership to the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate in the U.S., which means that you can pay as little as $20 a month for two years, plus the ability to upgrade to Project Scarlet console next year means there's less risk in buying now, as opposed to waiting for the 2020 holiday season. Not too shabby. Though, of course, there are hoops and limitations. Um, okay. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like it's just cash grab. Hmm. I mean, like, let me... Killing you slowly instead of all at once? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, they're, they're talking a lot of numbers here, and I really don't want to go through all this, but... I mean, neither... Uh, it says here interested players will also have to pass a finance check through Microsoft partner banks. There you go. So, yeah. You gotta make sure to get that money. And they're going Direct. through Amazon in the, in the Americas. UK residents can go to game or in-person to Smith's Toys. Australians can go uh, Telstra. Um, so, yeah. I mean, like, the, these guys are literally offering you the first buy-ins and once again, I don't like this, but there's not much fuck else I can do. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, mean, it, I find it kind of weird that, you know, it's like, oh, no, and you have to pay through a Microsoft-approved bank account. What? So $670 before, 18 months before Project Scarlet even hits. And that's not even, like, that's just on their guesstimation. We could be waiting anywhere from, like, 18 to, like, another fucking, you know, like, year. yeah. Well, uh, that's roughly speaking. That means you could pay anywhere from four seventy to six seventy uh, for the eighteen months beforehand. Uh, so here we go. It says right here. 
Microsoft will give Xbox One X buyers the option of upgrading to Scarlet after 12 months. That means you only have to pay 372. Hey, I got an Xbox One X. <laughs> so I mean, I don't like it, but what I mean, like I I can't I can't argue with the I can't argue with the 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 tactic here, you know, with uh. <clears throat> with with uh, Sony just throwing stuff onto the market and watching it fall, free fall, you know what I mean, for so long before the, they can bring the price down. I mean, this is a smart tactic on their point. Mm, yeah, b- business-wise, it's smart. Let's see if people bite. Yeah, like, we're going to have to see if they Oh, I'm sure they will. Because, I mean, like, like, look at the PlayStation 4. How much was it when it came out? Five, five, four ninety nine. Four hundred. The floor, the PlayStation Four. Yeah. No, it was like it was no, like no, six- remember, no, no. Remember the EA? It was like uh, they announced uh, Xbox One, uh, four hundred ninety-nine US dollars, and uh, and I, I can say I still say this to this day. Sony looked at that conference like, okay, where, where are they going to mention? We undercut them by a hundred. Oh, five hundred. Okay, four hundred. Go. All right. So PlayStation Four first launched at a price point of three ninety-nine back in twenty fourteen. Told you. Why do I remember it's so much more expensive? I remember it being four ninety nine because that's what I paid for mine. Oh, dude, you got jipped then. You bought a PS four a while ago. Well, yeah, like the first year it came out. I had to have one because my Microsoft account was locked. Yeah, no, nah, you got jipped then. Because like I said, I'll never forget that that E three when people was like, "Yay, five hundred bucks for Xbox One." And Sony, I'm telling you, dude, they just looked at them and they undercut them. By one hundred dollars, yeah, because they were losing money, right? They were losing money for a while. Oh you know, yeah, yeah. At first, yeah, they were, you know, they're losing money, but they just really wanted to capitalize on this thing. But yeah, I, I like I said, that's why I knew it was uh, four hundred bucks. I'll never forget that. I mean, that was the year where Sony was just being a dick to uh, dick to pretty much everybody. Oh, you know what it was? The four ninety nine is for the gigabyte. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. So okay, like so I, I bought the gig. gigabyte one. Yeah, yeah. Right, you get so that's why. So, uh, you we haven't been to the trailer park in a while, but something did come out, and I am dying to see this, and I'm dying to get a reaction from somebody in this podcast, namely DJ. So, um, yeah, let's watch the official trailer for The Grudge 2020. Oh, why? Is it a game or a movie? It's a movie. Wait, so we're just Fucking killing games into like a trailer. That? <laughs> so we're just killing games like that? We're just moving on. Oh, like yeah, that? yeah. Yeah, yeah. What happened to that? You know? I'm, like, like, I'm still in game mode, dude. What are you doing? There, 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 there. You heard the finish oh, line. Yeah. Let's move wait, wait, on. Uh, 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 you get a penalty. You get a penalty, dead I, man. I do. I do. You have to get the. You have to do it. You got to do it to him. I was all so right. excited about this. I jumped the gun, all right? It was. Moving uh, on. Moving on. It was premature. You know, emovation. <laughs> fuck you. That was not funny. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Hello, it's Peter Spencer. I'm here about selling the house. Is anyone home? Well, no. I'm out. Oh, yeah, let's just walk in, dude. Hello? Ooh. Whoa, what? Call the police or, you know, get away, you know. Like, yeah, let's just walk on in. 
Don't mind if I do. Y'all got any food? <laughs> Just gonna grab a beer out the fridge. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna look at this. My name is John Chowman. Water. Nothing's gonna happen oh. there. Oh, and it's Ghost House. This is Peter Spencer. Something happened to me at 44 Rayburn Drive. Someone was murdered at that house. Why did you never go into that place? Something never felt right about it. <laughs> someone got murdered in that house? Oh, it's got the bed in him. Oh! Do you think that the body we found is related? How long was that there? Hello? Long enough. I went to the house. Hello? Police department. Okay, sure. I think something followed me home. Mommy? Uh, yeah, that was mustard. Sorry, I was drunk. I need to leave right now. Oh yes, this infamous scene. The oh, hand. They're giving it to Johnny. Couldn't uh, couldn't see that coming a mile fucking away. You know right? Ah. That looks it better. good though. Eh. I'm not very excited. Really? No. Yeah. Uh, I was never really into the grunge. It was all right. But Bruh. it's that noise. Uh, it's like it's like what? Like that's supposed to be intimidating to me? Or no? The reason I'm not excited is because it's a remake of a remake of a remake. Yeah, true. Even the original Grudge was literally a remake of a remake of a remake. That's what I'm saying. So like I'm just I'm eh, I'm meh about it. So yeah, it, it's been a yeah. while since we've come to the to the trailer park, and uh, let's see what else. Do we, we got The Witcher has a brand new one. Uh, uh, the King, uh, I'm looking for one in particular, but I don't see it here. Uh, one that I heard Edward Norton talking about on a podcast called Motherless Brooklyn, and I'm kind of curious about it because they shot this uh, in a really, yeah, see? Uh, in a really, really uh, gorilla fashion. So we're going to take a look at this again. This is Motherless Brooklyn, written, directed, uh, but and starring Edward Norton, uh, he he said he spent just about a year trying to make this. It's a 1950s uh, crime drama, Who Done It, and it's got good. Wow, it's got good good reviews. Look at that. Yeah, it's like basically Clue. So let's take a look at this. Just as humorous. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I heard him talking about it, and uh, I, okay, I just listen. really want to see it. I got something wrong with me. That's the first thing to know. I got threads in my head. I got threads in my head, man. I twitch and shout a lot. <laughs> Makes me look like a damn freak show. Can't you ever I'm cut that out? I'm sorry. Touch it, Bailey. I'm sorry. But inside my head's an even bigger mess. I can't stop twisting things around. Words and sounds, especially, have to keep playing with them until they come out right. Sorry. Jeez, forget I asked. Like I said, a damn mess. Then I started working for Frank. <laughs> Frank Minna, private eye. Boys. Frank, frankly, frankly, Franco. <laughs> He's the one who taught me how to use my head.
turn it into a strength. He gave me a place in this crappy world until I screwed up. Anybody know what Frank was into on this? There's something going down, and it's big, and they were not happy about what he found. We find who did this, and we square accounts. If I figure it out, I'm gonna make him regret it. I promise you that. <laughs> we all know it's you. That's her. That's the girl that Frank was following. I think she found something. What happens to poor people in this city wasn't news yesterday, and it won't be tomorrow. Where's everybody go? Mostly just disappear. This town is run by Moses Randolph. When someone isn't seen for what they truly are, that's a very dangerous thing. Do you have the first inkling how power works? Power is knowing that you can do whatever you want and not one person can stop you. I can't make Those look at the look of this. Invisible. They don't exist. If you threaten his work, he will destroy you. Oh, cool! Who's the foe? Stream Goblin. Look at the visuals. Look at the colors he got out of this. You got a head just like mine. Always turning things around. Some people call it a gift, but it's a brain affliction just to say. You remember what I said? She doesn't know. She doesn't know. What don't I know? Look at the visuals. Fuck. All right, I'm in. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm probably going to watch this because... It's good to have like see movies like this again. Hey, by Tom York. Tom York did the soundtrack. That's... So most of you were saying something, huh? It's probably him. Oh, well, this <laughs> this is a whodunit. I mean, it's a oh, damn. That looks good though. That looks really fucking good. Like this has got a this has got a really good cast too. Edward Norton, Alec Baldwin, Willem Dafoe, Bruce Willis, Cherry Jones. Like Fisher Stevens, like there's there's some Michael Kenneth Williams is in this. Jeez, this feels like a passion project. I mean, it, can't, it, it really was, shows. yeah, yeah, it literally is. This was this was, uh, yeah, it took forty five days to shoot the entire movie. Hey, did not mess around. That no. is not much at all. That's not much time. So. He must have had it down like to a T. He must really knew what he wanted exactly how he wanted, and it's like, let's go. And that's yeah, that's exactly what like uh, I, I heard on the on the Joe Rogan podcast. I hate saying that because it's so cliche, but uh, I I heard him talking about this, and I was it's really cliche curious. to name a podcast. Are you serious? No, it's cliche to say Joe Rogan. You know what I mean? He's broke. It's bro. not. It's not. It's just he's just a fucking guy that does a podcast. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I I find it I find it cliche, and especially since I hang around a bunch of podcasters. You know what I mean? So like one of the first oh, things they oh, say is yeah, uh, you know. I see. Joe Rogan. I'm like, ugh. So, let's see here. Moving on from that, though. Story, Star Wars, Origin of the Jedi, would have been a focus of Benioff and Weiss. But Dumb and Dumber have left Star Wars, and I really fucking doubt that they're going to... I doubt they're going to work again. <laughs> I'll probably work for, some, for lesser stuff, or, you know, like just something to just keep afloat or something. Dude, I, I can't. I can't imagine them working again. Like, what about what did, <laughs> I mean, what about you guys? Do you do you guys really think these guys have a career after what they did with uh, uh, fucking Game of Thrones? As big, no. 
I think it's, they're going to be like just one of those people that's just just there from now on. You know, it's just one of those. Oh, okay, it's just these guys, whatever. You know, but like they're not going to. Uh, I mean, they could. Anything's possible, but but no, like they're literally just going to be like one of those. No, you know, they're just there. And but what you get, you know, you screw up so much. You know, but not just them. Of course, it was also uh, the fault of uh, what's his name, the author, uh, George R. R. Martin. Yeah, Martin. You know, being you know working on everything else except for Gears. I mean, he's working on the, another game now with the Dark Souls creator. I I can't blame and, Martin. I can't blame Martin because there's so far the series was running well. Uh, it was dis- despite. Despite the, the 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 amount of filler it had for such few episodes, and you know when uh, when it, when it, when it, when, it, when it went to season seven, and they were talking about oh well you know how are we jumping around in time so fast? I'm like, thank fuck we're finally jumping around in time so fast. We don't have to wait six episodes for one dickhead to get a message from the first guy in the second fucking you know episode of the season. It's true. I mean, have you ever seen Lord of the Rings? God damn it, dude! It took him three fucking movies. <laughs> yeah, have you have you seen the map of how how far it took them to walk? Have you ever seen that? Like the comparison? Yeah. Yes, bring it up. <laughs> ah, yes, Mordor's, uh, Mordor's, Mordor's like Middle Earth's map. Um, there it is right there. That's how oh, yeah. long they had to walk. That's Texas. Yeah, that's how long they had to walk. They started here. Uh, oh, no, no, no. They started over here. And they walked all the way down. Bilbo only had to travel this far. But this was the walk that they had to take, Frodo and Sam. So for for anybody that's looking this up, like, yeah, it is a Fucking distance. Compar- that's like how many states? That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven states. They had to walk literally seven states uh, across the Middle Earth. Not to mention all the detours and always being attacked. You know, it wasn't just a cakewalk. There was always obstacles and pussies. <laughs> So yeah, like it was, it, it was ridiculous. So, so three movies for that kind of thing, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> insert Charlton Heston, Moses, Jesus walking the desert thing joke here, whatever. Uh, so in the wake of Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones showrunners David Benoff, DB Weiss stepping away from the Star Wars trilogy, uh, new tale, new details surrounding the project have come to light. Variety reports that the intended focus of their series of movies was going to be the origin of the Jedi. So the Star oh, Wars boy. period, uh, the pair uh, was interested in exploring was how the Jedi came to exist. Uh, I am so glad they're out. <laughs> I'm not even joking. No, uh, no, no. You are not going to fuck that up. So, Deej, since you're the passenger one, take that real quick. Reputable stories details on the Duros trilogy have been virtually non-existent until now. Rumors swirled that Dumb and Dumber Star Wars movies would be set in the Old Republic. Oh, thank fuck it got canceled then. Oh, yes. 
Oh no! A time when a time when Jedi and Sith were active in large numbers. See, yeah, see, this is the time where you hear all the stories about the Star Wars and the Star Universe. No, this is the time where you saw Jedi and Sith go at it. There's no effing around when it comes to this time. So glad they're gone. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it was on site for a while. You know, oh man. A time, okay, uh, engage in a war for the fate of the galaxy. That would have uh, that would have been around thirty six hundred years before the Battle of Yavin, the time of the St- Skywalker saga. Yep, sounds about right. Just Given about that him. the Jedi Order first formed long, long, long before that time period, around twenty five hundred BBY, it's probably safe to assume the uh, those rumors were false. So. In other words, we dodged a huge bullet. Now, the thing is, like, I don't think Disney's going to let this go. I think they're going to do it eventually. Nah. But they're probably going to try to find more competent people to work on this. Nah, considering considering what they went through with the backlash of uh, Solo and, you know, having to relegate the Mandalorian to a streaming service, I don't think they're going to do anything else. We already know that, that, that the Episode Nine is the last of the numbered Star Wars. There is no other Star Wars after that. Mm-hmm. That that's it. It's it's done. It's no more numbered Star Wars, and that's because of fucking fans and their bullshit response to Solo and all this other bullshit. Like I, 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 Star Wars fans are some of the most loyal people in the world, and they're the most fucking toxic as well. And we're not the only ones hey. to say this. Matt Manley's Ice Cream Social actually talked about this a little while a little while ago about how the best and worst fans in the world are fucking Star Wars fans. Yeah, they're they're, they're fans that really, really, really hate change. Like almost as bad as bronies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I, DJ's deeper in that fucking pool than I'll ever be so I, I I mean I can relegate them to wrestling fans yeah pretty much I mean all that shows over a lot of them are leaving so it's like you know letting it go so whatever all right mustard but st- oh, the origins of Jedi once what oh uh, no uh, Deej was in the middle so I thought he had finished what did you say Deej wow oh no I mean I'll you know just say that you know, they let you know stuff go. So, you know, Star Wars. I mean, I don't know about toxic. I never experienced the the toxicity firsthand, so I can't really comment on that. Yeah. But I, you know, but I guess you know, there might be some level of truth because I see like you know the solo uh, the backlash over the solo movie, and they, I get a lot of their points, but I still thought it was an alright movie. I mean, I didn't hate it by any means. I still enjoy it, and I'll probably watch it again. Yeah, we have somebody on this fucking podcast that hates uh, that hates uh, the the other one, the one that came out. What's it? Uh oh, the uh, Rogue One. Rogue One. Thank you. Mustard hates Rogue One. Yeah, that movie sucked. It didn't. It really did. See what I mean? We have some. We have a perfect <laughs> example of the toxicity right here, on hand, oh, on. No, deck. no. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> like when I'm, I'm, see- I'm speaking objectively here. I'm not saying okay. Oh, it wasn't good enough to be a Star Wars. Movie. No, 
I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying, yeah, it was a Star Wars movie. It had the brand on it. It was fine. It was cool. It was Star Wars. You know what I'm saying? We're getting in there. But objectively, as a movie, it was terrible. It was fucking terrible. It was so bloat-filled, so much dialogue that did not need to be in there. I don't like Rogue One for a very, very good reason. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, the lore was off. <laughs> no, uh-uh. I don't give a fuck about that. It just sucked as a movie. And once again, I'll say it. Dialogue in a spy movie. How fucking dare they? Too much, though. Too much. <laughs> too much, dude. You, you can have too much. <laughs> fucking James Bond like, movies would like, be oh, no, so no, 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 much no, no, no. better if he would just shut the fuck comparison. up. I was literally about to make the comparison. I was like, in James Bond, yeah, you have a lot of talking. Yeah, that's fine. But you also <laughs> have fucking this guy throwing a fucking pistol at the dude's forehead when it's not, when it's not loaded. You know what I mean? Like... James Bond made up for the dialogue, and it wasn't even that much. Plus, it was like, okay, Mr. Bond, you need to go kill this person. They have henchmen. Mr. Bond was like, shit, no problem. You know, and like, then then that was the movie. This one was like, we have, we have, we have, I'm sorry, dude, the way you said that, we have, we have these people to worry about. Oh, and don't forget this person's plotting against this person. And I'm like, dude, who the fuck cares? Like, yeah, we're getting a little, we're getting a VHS tape from fucking space shit, dude. (laughs) <laughs> Whew, uh, that was pretty good my, uh, Deej, you care to weigh in on this? Uh, what, about Rogue One? Yeah, about Rogue One uh, About the toxicity, like, literally the toxicity uh, We're witnessing right now Okay No, I see Mustard's point of view I mean, the thing is, is that It's weird because I never really cared how they got the information before Mm-hmm I mean, I mean, as far as the movie goes, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I did like it. But it's like one of those, you know, I re- did, we, did I really have to make this into a movie? Could this have been a book or I mean, like an yeah, episode? Or something? Well, yeah, exactly. Just focus on that or something. Because did I really need this? Or just I mean, a much smaller movie? You know, yeah, I mean, I would have enjoyed a lot more if Darth Vader was in it more. You know, I mean, this is like, you know, Darth Vader's time. And a lot of people, like, uh, commented that, like, you know, instead of, uh, what's his name? The the officer. Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah, you know, you could have replaced him with Darth Vader. And I think it would have been, like, a lot more well-received. And I agree. But even even, even though it lasted only 10 minutes, whoa, when Vader came on there, I was like, oh, done. I'm good. That's all I needed. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think collectively, when that lightsaber fired on, everybody shit their everybody shit their fucking pants. We've everybody already discussed did. this on this podcast. We already did. Yeah, I know, but it's fun to bring up, anyways. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't think Rogue One or Solo deserved the hate that it did. I do not think so. Yeah, you know. I mean, of yeah, course, well, you've also be... liked the division, so I'm not going to take your opinion into very much. You know. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I always, I'm always fair about this. I'm always fucking fair about this. Did Rogue One have issues? Yes, absolutely. So much of the movie was cut that needed to be in the movie. Like so much of it, dude. Like when you actually see how much was cut, you'd understand that those scenes should not have been cut. I would have made the movie flow. So much better. Like we would have had a more a more personal interest in uh, the main characters had those scenes not been cut. 
But yeah, like like the, the, the it, it wasn't the movie, it wasn't the maker the maker's fault or even the movie's fault. Uh, th- this was a result of really bad editing, and I can at least say that. So, uh, with, with Solo, I mean, uh, for for everybody that tries to reference the books and all that, here's a problem with referencing the books when it comes to the Star Wars lore. Uh, Lucas himself has picked and cherry-picked which books he wants as canon. So you can't rely on the books for lore. Because without the official Lucas seal of approval, a lot of it is just essentially fan fiction. Deej, back me up on this. Uh, You know, it's true. George Lucas, uh, you know, when he was spearheading the whole Lucas thing, he, he actually did pick and choose uh which was canon and which is not like for example the uh rise of the empire or something like that like the, the book that takes place, place after the trilogy the original trilogy yeah george lucas you know literally had, you know put his own stamp of approval on that book so th- without a doubt uh you know that that book's canon like, another example was the force unleashed series you know the developers literally had to go to george lucas and it's like and like they had, they had to lay out the story for him and Lily said, "Can this be canon? You know, will this be canon?" And Lucas, you know, had like, Lucas, he, he did not mess around with Star Wars. He's very adamant when he makes a decision; it's hard to change for him to change his mind. So he looked at this. He was like, "Yes, this could be canon. This can work as canon." And yep. they were like, "Okay, proceed with the project." Yeah, I mean, Lucas did not play me. Yeah, I mean, people are saying like Lucas like was a. Uh, Lucas was like loose with his uh, licensing, but that's only like if you like make parody or something like that. But no, like when it's like something with canon, he did not mess around. No, he didn't fuck around at all. So yeah, that, that's that's a lot of the issue that a lot of a, a lot of Star Wars fans don't really get is that when you look at when you look to the lore, you you have to look for that seal of, of approval. Otherwise, it's fan fiction. Yep. So. I guess we, we've beat this to death. Let's move on. Star Wars fans suck. Star Wars fans do suck. And that, in, and that includes that includes me, DJ, and Mustard. We're, we're part of the problem. We're, mm-hmm. we're, not, yes. we're not in any way the solution. Yeah, Rogue One still sucked, though. I liked it. So, <laughs> okay. uh, The Conjuring creators launching new horror franchise based on Haunted LaLaurie Mansion. Um... I what's couldn't... the story behind Lalori? I mean, I I heard it when I was a kid, but what's what's, what's the deal with that? Uh, well, let's see. The outlet the outlet knows that the building, a new popular tourist attraction, once home to Madame Delphine Lalori, a socialite serial killer who tortured and murdered several uh, slaves in the early 1800s. Her crimes were later exposed in a house fire, but she fled the scene and invaded prosecution. Uh, Mustard, you want to go ahead and read that? Since 1932, no public access has been granted to the LaLaurie Mansion, though Michael Whalen, a partner and collaborator collaborator with the Faster Horse, currently holds the keys to the property, where the Hayes brothers are reportedly hoping to write the screenplay and intend to partially shoot on site. Alright, uh, Deej? Will be no practical effects in this movie. (laughs) It's gonna be all real. It's all on site. (laughs) <laughs> we love writing films in which we get to tell true stories, incorporating moments that people can look up and discover did in fact happen. 
The sibling duo said of the new project, with the LaLaurie house, we get to do exactly that. There is a wealth of documentation of very dark, yes, documentation, of uh, a very dark and frightening past of true events. Not to mention that after spending some time there, we, what we personally experienced was truly unnerving. Really? Well, we all know that welcome to the skeptic community, unless you filmed it and can prove it, didn't happen. It's, it's, it's anecdotal. Um, the Lori Mansion films will be developed and produced with the Hayes Brothers in collaboration with Doug McKay, Cindy Bond, and Michael Whelan. Uh, Joshua Ryan Dietz and, Dave, and Dylan Bond will serve as executive producers alongside historian Andrew Ward, who is consulting on the project. Um, well, Chad and Carrie did actually, yes, launch the, Con the Conjury universe uh, and the Annabelle series, which is has a lot of mixed reviews. Uh, so... I'm not. Ex I'm not particularly excited about this. What about you? Uh, I thought the first one was all right. Well, we're not so, talking, I mean, talking about the, this. This well, new no, franchise. I mean, well, exactly. I'm, I'm trying to compare it to the first movie, and I thought the first movie was, you know, was a solid film. So, if this launches into, you know, its own universe, whatever, I mean, I can at least trust at least, you know, this first movie that they're going to do is going to at least be a solid film. So I'm curious enough yeah, about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious enough about that. So, you know, so I'm gonna see what see uh, see more what's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a, I'm not an automatic go on this, unfortunately. So I'm pretty excited. Uh, <laughs> let's dip that and move on. We have a new number one. Indeed. Someone you love by Louis Capaldi. And wow. Truth Hurts by Lizzo Falls. Uh, now, Senorita by Sean Mendes. Circles. Hey, Circles is still at number four by Posty. Uh, no Guidance by Fuck Chris Brown. Uh, Benini by Little Nas X. Highest in the Room has fallen to number seven. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, so, yeah, I'm sorry. Like I, I still don't understand how that reached number one to begin with. So, uh, we gotta play it. We gotta play it. So, let me bring it up real quick. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, just think, cause it's not fucking Lizzo again. I just cannot do that. Like, I just can't. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, no one blames you. It's just so bad. And how how the fuck did Highest in the Room got like, number one at all? Yeah. Like, how? So, let's go ahead and... You guys forget how short the attention spans of people nowadays. And this is also one of the reasons I thought Peter Capaldi had made this song. Because there he is. I don't know if they're related. I have to find out if they're related. Do you have AirPods on? Uh, standard, uh, standard AirPods. Uh, hey, so how's it going with you guys in No Nut November? Um, I don't even know what day it is. Yeah, what, what the hell? Day number three? I, I'll get back to you. <laughs> you already failed or what? This 
See, this is fucking music compared to the last shit we've heard. Seriously. This is music, people, not that crap we've been hearing for the past few weeks. But it's never the same. I guess I kind of like the way you know all the pain. Now the day bleeds into nightfall. And you're not here to get me through it all. I let my gut down. And then you pull the rug. I was getting kind of used to being so I'm like so impressed with this. This all and nothing we have loving go be sleeping without you. I'm extremely hard to please in music, I'm starting to realize. Somebody Who, me or you? Me. Yeah. Just to know how it so, congratulations, you're playing a couple notes on the piano and wailing in your voice. I guess I kinda like the way you help me escape Now the day bleeds into nightfall And you're not here to get me through it all I let my gut down And then you pull the rug I was getting kinda used to being someone you loved And I tried to close my eyes Jesus fucking Christ, my fucking ears Dude, go for it. I love it. I can tell DJ loves this. It's a breath of fresh air, really. I mean, nothing else. You know, compared to what we've been hearing for the last couple of fucking weeks, this is goddamn beautiful. Yeah, that song yeah, what it is. I it, agree. It was, yeah, it, I agree. It, it, and that's the thing. It's like, it's not the best by all means, but yeah, compared to what we've gotten, holy crap! It's like night and day. You know, like if you're in the world of black and white, here's some color for you. Jesus, fuck! This go is... to make it about race, J DJ. I think he was making a Wizard of Oz reference. Yeah, it was more Wizard of Oz. Way to make it weird, mustard. <laughs> yeah, way, way to bring it to race, you dickhead. <laughs> way to make it racist, there, mustard. <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> Fuck me. That no, was good shit, though. I really, I enjoyed it. I just didn't think it was that good. Uh, I mean, you you also are deeply in love with Fitlar. So uh, what? What does that have to do with anything? We've explored Fitlar on this show. So, <laughs> I'm just yeah. I'm just saying you can't trust my word because I like division. I can't trust your word because you like Fitlar. But Fitlar is actually good. Oh, so you say. 
Anyways. Oh, he so, yes. Congratulations <laughs> to the new number one. I hope you stay up there. We hope you are there for a while. It's not going to be. Fuck you. I know, right? I mean... <laughs> it's not. It's going to oh, yeah, get replaced by some yeah, yeah. idiot talking about selling bricks and fucking hoes. God, I hope not. So, now on to the biggest fucking news of the year. Yeah. Everything else is null and void as to this. Mustard, do you want to scream this from the mountaintop? I'm not gonna I can't scream, but yeah, I'm down to say it. Do it. But boys, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, our our hearts have been mended from the atrocity that we experienced in two thousand twelve when my chemical romance split up. They have reunited for a show in LA on December 20th for the first time in six years. Seven years, actually. Our boys are back, ladies and gentlemen. Our and I, boys and I, honestly, are back. I literally could not be more happy. So, My Chemical Romance has risen from their six-year hiatus Thursday to announce a Los Angeles concert, their first show since 2012. After teasing fans earlier this week by refurnishing their social media accounts with new images, Gerard Way and company officially revealed their December 20th reunion gig at Los Angeles Shrine Expo Hall. Tickets for the all-ages gig go on sale Friday, uh, November 1st at 12 noon. And they've already they sold out in literal minutes. Two, three minutes, I think, or actually, I don't actually, I don't even think, I don't even think they went on, I think this pre-sales completely sold out. Yeah. Uh, literally, it sold out in, I think, but I believe two minutes. I believe it yeah. was some kind of record. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I was looking forward to getting a ticket, and I heard, like, like, like I woke up even early to get one, and it were gone. They were just gone. $150 for for general admission, though. 250 for the, uh, for the MVP. Seats, yeah. VIP, whatever, yeah. I oh was wow! Gonna... You would have went all the way over there for that. I would have. I would have flown to L.A. for this. Yeah. Wow! Deadman doesn't fly, ladies and gentlemen. No. But I would have flown, flown for my chemical romance. Hell yeah! I'd do a lot more for those for those fuckers. <sighs> and here's the thing: is that the, my chemical romance, their shtick has been for the last six years to deny everything, everything. If there is photos of them together somewhere and some rumor starts up about them reuniting, they deny that they were ever together. And in fact, it, it got so bad that at one point they were literally photographed, videoed uh, all, all over social media for them being together in some nowhere bar in New Jersey when they finally had to admit that, oh, okay, yeah, fine, you got us, we were there. We hang out, okay, we're friends. That's what they said. <laughs> I know, yeah, it's like, yeah. Come on, guys. It's like, look, <laughs> the evidence is mounting up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so this whole fucking thing started. Uh, well, Deej, you want to take that real quick? <clears throat> However, rumors that the Black Parade <laughs> rockers were reuniting began with bubble. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. This year, when Joe uh, Joe Johns was that Jonas 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 Joe Jonas 
Uh, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm fixing it, you blind motherfucker. Of the similar reunited Jonas Brothers said in an interview, I've got some dirt. My chemical romance apparently were rehearsing next to us in New York recently. I thought they broke up, so I don't know. And of course, this is what exactly what, we, what me and Mustard were just talking about, Mustard. That's the thing, though. Yeah, he denied it. For, uh, Frank Frank Iero denied it, but that's the thing because Frank was actually on tour when when they were supposedly rehearsing. Yep. So that's why I still don't believe that Jonas heard my chemical romance. I don't. I really don't. In my heart, I don't believe that that was them. Um, I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he was talking like even Frank kind of got pissed off. He was like, "You're gonna listen to some fucking ex Disney star that yeah. you know." And fucking reunited. He's like, no. And uh, for, yeah, for those of you that are pissed off about Frankie Arrow uh, making fun of him, they're friends. Yeah, they are. They're friends. So drop the fucking anger. And on top of all of that, of everybody in my chem, Frankie is pretty much the most punk rock of all of them. Oh yeah, he's got neck tattoos and hand tattoos, so you know it's real. <laughs> See how that's nice. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the f- Oh my god, that was so ho- Wow. No. Oh, it was a fucking joke, you <laughs> That was so bad, dude. That was so <laughs> fucking <dude>. horrible. <laughs> Just a fucking no. joke. No, 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 that was bad. That was bad. You go sit in the fucking corner. Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, anyways, My Chemical Romance released their fourth studio album, Danger Days, The True Life of the Fabulous Killjoys, in 2010. Since the band split, Way has focused on his solo career, with 2014's Hesitant Alien came out with nothing since, except for a few singles, including Baby, You're a Haunted House. Uh, his comic book work, the graphic novel, The Umbrella Academy, was recently on Netflix, and it was awesome. Fucking amazing, yeah. Uh, also, Frank Iero has his own band, uh... Ray Toro has his own band. Ray Toro has his own band, but he's mostly doing studio work. Uh, Mikey Mikey has been has his own band. Mikey Way has been in and out of the news for doing a lot of stupid shit, though. So, well, he just has a drug problem. He has a a drug and a sex problem. Yeah. So, (laughs) but I don't I I don't blame him after after getting hot. You know, like the first year, the first year or two after we saw Mike Kim, uh, Mikey Way was (laughs) was uh, you know. skinny nerdy dude and then uh, a couple of years in he suddenly shot up to like six foot four and he's a ripped guy all of a sudden it was weird mm-hmm. it was yeah. really weird <laughs> he went from this like sh- yeah skinny shy nerd that looked even looked like he had no self-esteem to like this fucking k-pop blonde hair fucking sexy man and he is sexy like that's the worst mm-hmm. part like he is, is a sexy man Gerard, on the other hand, has let himself go. <laughs> looks like a fucking forty-year-old dad. Bit. Let's, is there any pieces of? Uh, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I got one right here. I'll send it to the group chat. Hold on. Well, that does no good. <laughs> well, I mean, it does no good. We all see it there. It does no good either with them on the fucking podcast either. Look at that. That, that that's him lately. There we go. Holy crap! He were kitty forty-year-old dad. Yeah, he's gained some weight. And this was in February. Look, this is all of them right now. They were they were just got done taking pictures of rehearsals. Send us a group chat. Alright, hold on. We'll bring this up. Hold on. 
Well, as long as he can still perform, I guess it doesn't really matter. Look at Ray. Look at Ray. Ray looks bad, too. Frankie still Ray looks look, the same. I, uh, Ray looks the same. I don't see it. Post it in the chat or something? I it's, did. It's on your okay. phone. Text it. Text it, yeah. Oh, that. Gerard looks rough as fuck, though. But, I mean, he's, oh, he's always had problems with his weight. He has yo-yoing weight. You know what I mean? Yeah, he does. Like he'll get really, really fat, but then he'll get really, really thin. So we're we're, we're just gonna see what cycle he's on right now. Yeah, hesitant Talon, he was really skinny, and then when he was riding, like when he was working on the Umbrella Academy, he was always he was really fat, and now he's really fat again. So we'll we'll just have to see where he is on the cycle. If they have a tour, we don't fucking know. We don't fucking know if they have a tour, an album. They've, it's been know. confirmed that there has been a tour uh, planned. Yeah. Well, those are the same assholes that. Like we we talked about earlier, those are the same assholes that started the rumors that they were reuniting in like 2015 and 2016. And so I'm I'm taking it with a gigantic fucking grain of salt. You know what I mean? I'm hopeful. Of, of course I'm hopeful. Of course I'm. And hopeful. if they come even remotely near me, I'm selling everything I have to go. I don't blame you. Well, I hope it doesn't come to that. So appreciate, this is some no price of will, will suffice. You gotta do what you gotta do, man. I guess so. So yeah, no. Uh, so this is make this makes my heart happy. And had I been able to score a ticket, I would have flown to LA just to see them. And I know everybody's like, "Oh, you're you're almost forty. You're gonna go see fucking my camp." I got bad news for you. Almost every fucking my camp fan. Is around thirty years old. Even mustard. I was about to say, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. And what does it matter? It's like, since when does music has an age limit? I was like 13, 12 when I started listening to them. Now, like, what, 12, 13 years later, I'm twenty four, still listening to them. Yeah. So I got bad news for you. Everybody who's like making fun of uh, seeing people for being nearly forty or being around thir- near near thirty, like, yeah, dude. Uh, that's when they were around the same way that you don't see a lot of fucking young people going to kiss concerts you know mm-hmm. so oh yeah you do but yeah like my chemical romance is back people and we cannot be any more happy about we it could they not are be happier. announcing a fucking mm-hmm. tour they're doing new things hopefully some new music yeah oh hopefully. boy i i i want to hear their next album i love their albums i mean oh dude so same dude fucking same which one's your favorite uh, favorite album from Mike Kim? Yeah. Uh, it's probably Bullets. I brought you my Bullets, brought my love. Yeah. The hmm. first one. Mine's the Black Parade. It's always yeah. going to be the Black Parade. And you, Deej? Uh, hmm. Uh, is that album? Uh, uh, I think it was Bullets for my Valentine? Yeah, it was it, I brought you my Bullets, you brought me your love. No, he's, he's remembering the cover. Uh, three cheers for sweet revenge. Yeah, th- yeah, three cheers. That's honestly my favorite. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that they was had my a favorite. similar. Uh, they had a similar aesthetic to uh, the band you just named. Fucking Gerard drew that. Yeah, that's the that's the aesthetic he was remembering, and that's kind of always Man, been. It's been a while. Yeah, but like like DJ DJ Mustard have known me for almost all our lives. This is always been my aesthetic black white red mm-hmm. yeah 
And uh, I got, like, when these guys came out, I got accused so much of, oh, you love them so much, you're dressing like them. I'm like, I've always dressed like this. Always fucking dressed like this. Nothing new to me. Yeah, so, except when you don't. Except when I don't. Then, yeah, you know, people are freaked out, so it's it's weird. <laughs> you ever uh, seen dead men in shorts? You've, you've witnessed a rare occasion that only occurs every hundred years. <laughs> every hundred years when the sky is crystallized. Uh, so let's go ahead and add that. Start to wrap this up. Deej, go ahead and tell them where to find the merch. All right, ladies and gentlemen, guess what? There is now merchandise that you can personally buy. Do you, are you satisfied with everything in your closet? No. Oh, of course you're not. Don't you just want to go out and just burn it right now? Yes. No. Okay, we have a schizophrenic in the audience. <laughs> Well, you're in luck because you can now get all nice, smooth, cool, styling merchandise. Where can you get it? I am so glad you're asked. We are having a we have merchandise ourselves. That's right, Video Entertainment Network has merchandise at www.teespring.com forward slash shop forward slash VT Network. We got pants, we got two different types of shirts, both for men and women. We don't discriminate around here. No, no, we are gender friendly all around. We have Phone cases with iPhone and Android, that is right. So in case you have one or not the other, we have you covered. We have pillows. We have stickers. Oh, yes. You want to stick those all over your body? Well, don't do that. But, you know, put them on the wall or something. Do it. But we have stickers. We have hoodies. We got tank tops. We got socks. My goodness. We even have a beach towel. If you want to look styling, do you want VT Network all over you covered in sand? Well, here's your chance. We got beach towels. That is right. Now, we can get this merchandise. I will say it one more time for all of you. www.teespring.com forward slash shop forward slash VT Network. Buy now. Damn, Please. that was good. <laughs> all right, Mustard. I want try to follow that up and tell them where to get where to, where to find us on social media. And don't forget your stream <sighs> and your GoFundMe, please. I really don't think I can top that, but like I'll try it. Um, <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, do you want to reach us on social media? <laughs> well, you can contact Dustin. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I tell you what. I tell you what. Uh, let let Billy Mays let Billy Mays tell him where to find us. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> if you want to contact us on social media you can just hit us up at vt network and the number two on twitter that's right if you have any complaints or emails you can email us at vt network 84 gmail.com you'll never have to use gmail again <laughs> wait what <laughs> thank you billy oh my fucking god no you can find us on facebook at vt network number two as well guys just uh yeah hit us up we're honestly open to any suggestions if you want to call dead man a cuck for liking the division i don't blame you if you want to tell them that they're the same game you'd be absolutely in your right to do that so yeah contact us up hit us up uh billy Mays is out of here <laughs> tell him about the GoFundMe, please Oh, right. Okay, so yes, we do have a GoFundMe um, because I need a new microphone in case you guys like this quality. Um, nobody likes this quality. <laughs> um, but we are going to use the microphone for the podcast and for my stream, um, www.mixer.com forward slash Colonel Mustard. The first L is an I. Hit me up on there. 
Uh, I just got everything set up to stream. Everything's running good. Capture card. Everything's good. We just need that goddamn microphone. So yeah, come check us out online. Basically, Google's your friend. Yeah. And that's that's our pinned tweet, and uh, that is also our pinned post on our Facebook and our Twitter. Please help. Anything helps. Uh, you will get a personalized message from Mustard, and uh, when the goal is complete, we'll, we'll do, we will do something special here on the podcast just for that. Also, we are uh, we're we're trying to grow our podcast, so please, everybody, share this around. If you know anybody, if you know any nerds, everybody knows at least one nerd. Tell your nerd about VT Network. <laughs> That's a good one. When we tell get... your nerd about these three other nerds, <laughs> hey, whether they want to listen to us, argue with us, call us assholes, whatever. Let them know. They're going to agree with us on some things. They're going to disagree with us on a lot of things. Let them know. Tell them to get in contact with us. We are open and willing to hear any argument. So tell your nerd about VT Network, please. Now, I also want to say thank you to Paul Schroyer for picking us up. He is going to be on the, he is going to be on the show soon. Uh, thank you to the Magic Squirrel Network. Thank you to BJ Robbins. Thank you to Juice in the Morning. Uh, thank you to everybody else who listens Thank you so much. We really, really appreciate it. Say goodnight, DJ. Good night, DJ. Hello, everyone. My name is Laura. And I'm Josh. And we are the hosts of the My True Crime Obsession podcast, the newest addition to the Magic, Magic Squirrel, Squirrel Network. Network. So if you guys like true crime as much as we do, then make sure you tune in every Tuesday to hear what crazy story we've dug up next. Also, make sure you go over to Facebook, give us a thumbs up, follow us for all the latest details, and you can also listen to us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Podbean. We'll see, see you, you there. there.